Hello, this is Marty Piercy, and you are listening to the OKC Span Podcast Edition. Hi, I'm I'm sitting by myself. Well, technically not by myself. I'm sitting with two dogs in a car in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I couldn't tell you the kind of car. Uh, it's a Nissan. I know that much. It's a company car. Not my company. Uh, my company has no cars. My company has uh, a cell phone and a laptop that was a gift from a friend and supporter. And my company pays the internet bill at my home. That's all that my company has. There's no car. No company car. But I'm in a company car. Not my company car. Glad I could settle that. Talk to you guys soon. I guess I'll go on from there. I am sitting in a car in a parking lot in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Listen, I know. You've been to Tulsa. I've been to Tulsa. We all know. Tulsa is basically all parking. It's not as parking as Oklahoma City is parking. But it's a lot smaller. So I'm going to say the percentage of space taken up by parking in Tulsa. I have no, honestly, I have no idea. I'm not basing that on anything, not even anecdotal experience. I have not, I've not spent enough time in Tulsa to know the parking sitch. But somehow it feels uh, very apt, if not even perhaps poetic to say I am sitting in the back seat of a Nissan owned by a company that is not mine. I'm sitting in a car in Tulsa. I'm sitting in the back seat of a car in a parking lot in Tulsa, Oklahoma while it rains. And my dogs are with me. And you. You, listener, you're with me in spirit. You're with me in the podcast of my heart. You know what? I listen to you a lot in my heart. You listen to this podcast uh, once a week, if that. That's plenty. But do you know? I'm listening to you in my heart every day, every goddamn day. So I'm in Tulsa for a conference, and I don't mind telling you, I haven't attended any of the conference. (laughs) I just realized it's not my conference this year. It is not something that... I'm sure there are some sessions that I would benefit from attending. But I'm going to say three days of this conference that is just not my... It's not my... uh, It's not my arena. I don't have any areas of expertise. uh, But I have arenas of... uh, 
arenas to show my dilettante's knowledge of a great many things. And that's why I have a podcast. It's what podcasts are for. Here, listener, let me explain to you. Here's what a podcast is. Once upon a time, uh, Marconi invented a radio head. A radio head. <laughs> that's not true. He, Marconi invented a radio. Listen. This is about history, and I'm going to need you to go ahead and not fact-check me. Just take me at my word. Why would I make something like this up? Come on. So, Marconi, Ennio Marconi, (laughs) the composer of uh, music for many, many Western films, including the Man With No Name trilogy starring Clint Eastwood. I was going to make up a middle name for him, and all I could come up with was Esterhouse. Clint Esterhouse Eastwood doesn't sound, doesn't sound like real. Doesn't really trip off the tongue. Like real names. The main male character in Kieslowski's film, Blue, the first in his Three Colors trilogy, each representing a color from the French flag. So this one, while I call it blue in English, I think in French we'd call it blue. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the main character, it's not even in blue. It's in white. (laughs) He's a Polish guy. He's not French. Anyway, his name is Carol Carol. And I think that's a great, (laughs) great way to fuck over your child. I'm going to have a child named Percy Piercy. How about that? Firsty, lasty, lasty, lasty. I don't know. I was once married to a person whose name was two first names crammed together. Call her Firsty, Firsty. To be fair, either name could be a last name too. Mainly because one of her last names was her last name. So I know that that can be a last name. It was hers. But both of them sounded like last names. And in fact, frequently, Frequently, people would transpose the first name for the last. Isn't that fascinating? It's not fascinating. You know what's interesting, though? I recently got out of nowhere. And when I say recently, I mean like yesterday. I got a random... I don't know random. I call everything random. But I got a, got a direct message via Facebook Messenger. The most beloved of apps. When it comes to communication, I rely on Facebook Messenger, first and foremost. If you're not getting at me on Facebook Messenger, I'm probably not going to hear your message. That's it. That's the truth. There's no more efficient platform for written communication than Facebook Messenger. Direct messages via Facebook. So I got one from my ex-wife out of nowhere yesterday. I honestly, I mean, I like, and it's not like, I don't have one of these, like, TV, like, hack comedian premise, like, ex-wives where I'm like, oh, boy, what a monster, uh, you know, or anything like that. I don't think we're that often. Uh, we got married. It was very short. I think first date to divorce was just almost a tidy three whole years, <laughs> front to back. So, um uh, I don't have a bunch of resentment for her. I just don't think about her that much. She sent me a message out of nowhere uh, yesterday. 
claiming that her spider senses were tingling. I'm going to tell you this. I would never have married her. I'm not proud of it. I wouldn't even dated her if I knew she was part spider. I'm not, and I'm not, like, I'm not saying you have to share my politics, but I don't believe in mixing human-spider relations. I just don't believe in it. It called me old-fashioned. But I don't think that we should be consorting. We humans should be consorting with spiders in that particular way. And I know a lot of, a lot of, Members of the spider community agree with me on this. This is not anti-spider. It's just about what's realistic and what's healthy uh, for a man or woman or other. For a person, a human person is the main thing. I I just don't know if it's healthy for a human person and a spider, an arachnid spider, should be... I don't know. I mean, you can know it. You can even work together and have a good relationship. But what, are you going to invite the spider over for dinner? You want that around your family? Do you? Man, it's a question we're all going to have to ask ourselves eventually. Are you ready to have a spider teaching your kids in grade school? Huh? Think about that. Soon enough. Soon enough. Spider's going to take over our schools. And you'll all think, Marty warned us about this. Yeah? Yeah, I did. I did warn you about this. I really wish you'd all get your shit together. So my ex-wife sent me a message yesterday and said her spidey senses were tingling. I've also never known her to watch a, like, to read a comic book. So, but I don't know. We've been, we've been divorced about 12 years, guys. I do not know what she's up to at this point in her life. We are exactly as old. Uh, we are twice as old now as we were when we met. We were, we were twelve then. It's been twelve years. We are both twenty-four years old. We got, <laughs> we got married at nine, and we were married until we were twelve. We got divorced twelve years ago at the age of twelve, and now we're both twenty-four, and loving it. <laughs> um, so she sent me a message saying that her spider senses were tingling. And so she crept my socials or stalked. I don't know which word she used. It doesn't matter. I think both both are kind of stupid things that we say. I stalked your food. No, it's out there. I didn't make it private. Matter of fact, I got. I don't care if you if your Facebook or your Twitter is private. You're on a fucking social media app, bro. There's nothing private on the internet. Give me a break. Anyway, just don't be a sucker. That's all. That, I, that's all. Just don't be stupid. Anyway, she quote-unquote crept or quote-unquote stalked my socials and saw that I've been sick recently. She asked if I was still sick. I haven't, I haven't replied because I don't, uh, because what I did was I got this message. And I was like, when's the last time I heard from her? And I scrolled up to the last messages from her and they were all fucking terrible. <laughs> like they were, they were not nice. Um, uh, she, what, she called me a whore. <laughs> I'm tempted to, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and read. Let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, she said, uh, 
<laughs> she said, uh, she said a bunch of shit to me. And then she said, is your phone broken or just your fingers? I'm like, man, I'm, we've been divorced for two years and I'm in a happy, healthy relationship. Go fuck yourself. Uh, she says, you're a whore. I'm drunk, but I mean it. I'm not sure anyone or anything means anything to you unless you can spin them or it into attention for yourself. So that's fun. Uh, she's probably not wrong about that either. That's what's real cool. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so that's neither here nor there, folks. I'm just letting you know I got that message from from my ex-spouse. Um, it's been raining off and on the whole time that I've been gone from Oklahoma City. And I've been gone from Oklahoma City for a week, over a week now. I'll return tonight. So, while I was gone, I think it's important for you to know this. Why? It's not important for you to know any of the... Are you still listening to this? I can't believe I'm still talking. I mean, it's been, what, 13 minutes? And I'm just talking. I'm sitting in the backseat of a car, as I mentioned. Talking. And not talking to my dogs. They're not even looking at me. People walking by don't exist. This is Tulsa. It's not like there's a bunch of pedestrians around. I actually have seen one person walk by. But also, uh, it's not important. Not important. Nothing is important, really. Um, That's what I came here to leave you with today. Nothing is important. Nothing we do actually matters. Um, Don't tell your kids, though. If you have kids, don't tell them. If you don't have kids, stick with that plan. That's probably the best right now. Don't do it. They're going to be fucked and you're going to be fucked and you'll all regret it and resent each other eventually. So just don't do it right now. Um, More pressing issues. Like a new arena for the Oklahoma City Thunder. You want to have kids? we got to build an arena right now. How are you going to watch a kid while you're building an arena? You can have a kid on your hip while you're laying brick. Huh? Come on. Consider reality for five seconds, why don't you? So I went to Kansas City a week ago. I think it's the first time I've traveled since, like, getting, like, hospitalized. And it's not that I got sick in April. It's that my illness kind of came to a point where... It was unmanageable in April. So this is the first time since that happened that I've gone anywhere very far at all. I think the farthest I've traveled apart from this was McAllister for the wedding of my friends Aaron and Carly that I did not attend because I just got out of the hospital and I was all kinds of fucked up. So I stayed in the motel while Joe Beth and... Our friend Brad went to the wedding. Anyway, um, hi, Aaron. Hi, Carly. Um, so, yeah, went to Kansas City with Brad. And that might have been, that might have been off too much. Uh, messing up that uh, aphorism, but you understand. More than I could chew. Too much to chew? Whatever. More than I could chew. Uh, I was worn out. When I got to Kansas City on Friday night, went straight to a baseball game, and it was super fun. And it was not raining. The weather, beautiful, perfect weather for baseball. 
both games I went to this past weekend. And here's the thing. The Royals are bad, bad this season. Like, they are... It's not likely they'll win 50 games. I mean, I think they've won 44 games, 45 games this season. They might get, they might squeeze 50 out, actually. They won both of the games that I went to this weekend. That's why it's important uh, to mention. They played against the Astros, who I really don't like. I, you know, I was going to say it's nothing personal. It's all personal. It's totally personal. It's nothing but personal. It's baseball fandom. Why would it be anything but... Like, I just looked at stats and numbers, and I don't like that team. I doesn't make any sense. I just don't care about them, but I dislike them. Uh, I rooted for them to win the World Series once, and that is because my brother-in-law, Taylor, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, the Astros were his favorite team. It was one of our favorite things to talk about, was how much we hated each other's favorite teams. I'm a lifelong Cubs fan. He's... He's from Tomball, Texas. So he's a lifelong Houston Astros fan. He, he would have the same feelings as I do about the new rules in baseball. And also, he felt pretty much the same way as I do about Astros becoming an American League team. Like that's Well, now it doesn't matter. But when it mattered, that was bad. Uh, it's further reason than not like the Astros. Anyway, got to watch the Royals beat the Astros twice this weekend, and that was fun. You know what? It's the most American male-like thing about me, like stereotypical thing about me. One, I'm, I'm a sexist. Um, but, uh, no, uh, no, the most like classically traditional white American male thing about me is I just love baseball so much. I love it. I love it. And it's stupid. I know. I know. It's like grotesque capitalism writ large. I know. I am not some stupid guy. I know. Uh, and my friend, Father Tim Sean Humans, once said, well, he said it a lot of times because it's good material, but he told me once, uh, before subsequent times, we all have to choose the level of hypocrisy we're willing to accept from ourselves. That's just some, that's that's one of the rules of living life that you really have to you have to you don't have to engage it, but you should accept it. And I'd really encourage you to to really engage with that process. What's the level of hypocrisy I'm willing to accept from myself? I'll give you an example. I have a nonprofit called the Wheels Project. I give bikes to people who are transitioning out of homelessness, right? Listen, I hate Walmart. I hate Walmart with every fiber of my being. I think they're everything that is bad about America and capitalism and imperialism, just all wrapped up into one megalomaniacal, like, store of shit that you, some of which you might need, but most of which you don't, right? Okay, so, hate Walmart. But I get tax-free purchases at Walmart through this nonprofit. So when I buy new bikes for clients, I go to Walmart and I buy them tax-free. That is a compromise. That is a hypocrisy I'm willing to uh, accept from myself that I will give Walmart money. I won't give the federal government money when I'm doing it because what are they going to do with it? It's Walmart money. Um, but yeah, for... Uh, the 
freedom and agency to protect and encourage and and to assist in enhancing the agency of a fellow traveler on this brutal, brutal rock we call home. Yeah, I'll give Walmart $175 for that cheap-ass bike. Uh, that's how it works. You don't get to do a nonprofit in America and have success, quote-unquote success with it, without really compromising some important core values. It's what I've learned. Matter of fact, I don't think you can do anything in life without compromising some core values. <laughs> um, I could be wrong. Sometime I'll have to tell you about how I got fired from Curbside Chronicle because I protested taking money from a gentrifier. Anyway, they fired me. Rather, they fired me over $2,500. Cool. That's cool. Um, petting zoo. Anyway, um, someday I'll tell you about that story because I've never told it before, I'm sure. I, I think everybody knows that story at this point. Um... So listen, there's another hypocrisy that I accept from myself. So I stayed in an Airbnb this week. Marty, why is Airbnb hypo- hypocritical? Well, listener, I, if you don't know, I think it's kind of suspicious. <laughs> like you've never thought about this, but that's okay. We all have to learn shit. And let me let me uh, let me learn you by my perspective on uh, Airbnb real quick. I don't like them. I think they're a problem, and I think in a nation where we are well beyond crisis level in housing availability it is appalling that we are allowed to own property solely to rent to people for use in their leisure like that's crazy to me so we've navigated this in our travels like how do we do this how do we travel the best that we can without compromising our values, but also not getting, like, you know, like still getting to have this experience of, of this place and culture where we're visiting. Anyway, so what we've come up with for now is that when we rent an Airbnb, we only rent accessory dwelling units or like in-house units like basement apartments uh basements i should say in general most of them i've stayed in have not been apartments so much as dressed basements with maybe an electric range and a small refrigerator (laughs) like i think the last one i stayed in that was a basement had a huge like laundry sink it looked like a regular home but it was like, don't wash your dishes here. <laughs> it's a, here's a sink for uh, a mop bucket or something. I don't know. So I don't want to. I don't want to be somebody's excuse for keeping housing stock off the market. And let's face it, they weren't going to rent that basement. I mean, that's not what they're going to do. It's a way to make some extra cash. They're not bringing in a border. And if they did, to good for them. I like. I'm not going to miss not getting to stay in that basement. Uh, because that was in Livingston, Montana, and everything I wanted to see was outside of the basement, so I really didn't care about what was behind me when the mountains were in front of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm really, I think you can apply that broadly to life. (laughs) Uh, Hang in there, baby. Um, Don't give up. Hang in there, baby. Uh, Keep on trucking. 
and whatever that last thing I said was. Anyway, I'm on my phone recording in the backseat of a car, and here's why. Because I've been out of town all week and did not get a chance to go to the studio and record before leaving town. So this is, this is becoming an ongoing concern, and my friend and advisor and frequent, uh, I would say, producer of this podcast, Stephen, is trying to make a system, to put in place a system wherein I can schedule, I can do all the shit on my own, basically, so that he doesn't have to pull himself away from more pressing business to help me record 45 minutes to an hour of shit talking uh, basically so um, yeah I'm still working out the kinks so I'm recording this on my phone I don't know if it's going to sound okay I don't know if the content's going to be worth your time I'm going to bet the answer to both of those is eh. just you know eh. is it worth your time eh. do you like the content eh Marty's voice annoying. Eh. Kind of sick of hearing him talk. Eh. Think he's a stupid idiot. Eh. So, uh, that's it for this week. Listen, next week, you want to be paying attention. Uh, somebody walking by me on their phone and it's very loud. Here, the dogs are going to bark. <laughs> I will imitate this person's voice when she gets in the car. Because I don't want her to hear me. But I was doing this voice earlier today uh, when Joe Beth and I went to get a biscuit at Brahms on our way to another location. And uh, I imitated the woman working the drive-thru. It was a classic Oklahoma, very sweet drive-thru voice. That sounds like this. Can I get, what can I get y'all today? All right, that sounds like two egg and cheese biscuits. Anything else, something to drink for y'all? All right, that'll be 487 at the first window drive on through. Thank you, honey. That's how she sounded. And that's how, that's fine. I like doing it. Uh, can you come up here and fix a speaker? That kind of thing. Uh, that's something specifically I said. I imitated her calling her husband to ask him to come fix the speaker at Dairy Queen. You see, listener, friend, comrade, I have a deep and very rich interior life. So anyway, next week, City Council is on Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. You will want to pay attention to this one because... There will be a vote on whether or not to send a resolution asking for a penny sales tax to build a new sporting arena for the thunder of Oklahoma City. Don't pretend like it's for the city of Oklahoma City. It is not. It is not for us. And it, the economic impact is a lie you're being told repeatedly. And I know it sounds like it, does, it has to have impact. It has to. It doesn't. It costs us a shitload of money. 
We spend about $12 million a year just operating the venue, just operating the venue. And that comes from our general fund. It's not really budgeted. Like we budget a bunch of money for operation, but we also have $12 million discretionary. It's approximately $12 million discretionary dollars from the general fund that we put into the arena annually for its operation. Now, when we bring up something like, say, making transit free for all people in Oklahoma City who use it, we will be told we can't touch the general fund for that. But we can touch it to cover the cost of billionaires. And I don't care what you think. Honestly, I don't care what your feelings about the thunder or about sport in general. I just talked about, I love baseball. I don't have any problem with you loving basketball or the Thunder. I like basketball. Thunder on my team, in as much as I have one, I root for teams where I'm from. So I've got Trailblazers, Bulls, and now the Thunder, right? So I root for them. I don't spend a lot of money on it. I don't spend a lot of time on it. It's not, it's not my main thing. If it's yours, good. Good. I hope you enjoy it. And I want you to have that joy in your life. I do not want you to have that joy at the expense of all of our neighbors who don't have access to any kind of material source of joy because they live outside and every day is a struggle for survival. So no, I don't care that much about the thunder in comparison to that. I know, I know, that's a, that's a radical point of view. Somebody said to me on Twitter the other day that none of that $55 million for homelessness happens in Maps 4 without the thunder. It's like, well, that could be true. Um, that could be true. But it's not because of money. It's not because of the money. The thunder did not make that money happen. And I'll say the thunder didn't make that vote happen any more than the coalition of activists and residents who give a shit about homelessness made maps happen by voting for it so that we could get that $55 million. Like, no, nobody can claim... I know the mayor wants to claim uh, credit for success in all things relating to Oklahoma City and disavow anything that's not perfect. It has nothing to do with him and he doesn't have the power to address it, right? Well, which is it? Did he make maps happen... Because he's definitely making sure we don't get another Maps, by the way. Maps 5 is a new arena. Maps 6 will not exist. That's, that's what this vote is. So anyway, listen, I'm on a tangent. That's because there's nobody here to straighten me out. JK, if Lindley was in the car with me, she'd just be listening to me talk like this. So whatever. Uh, she'd just let me go. So listen, Tuesday, they're going to have a vote. How will the vote go? It'll probably pass. Um, then they'll vote. Uh, my guess is it will vote. It will pass six to three, if not seven to two. Because I'll, I'll just be honest, I don't know where James Cooper's head's at on this. And unfortunately, that's frequently the case. I really love James. He's my friend. Nine times out of ten, I see where he's going with stuff. I understand where he's coming from. This and the cop shit, he's completely lost me. He seems to think that uh, these are people who will negotiate with him in good faith, and they will not. I, he's not a stupid guy, so I don't know why he believes that, that these people will ever give any concession that is not to meet 
great demand. I don't know why he thinks that, because it hasn't been successful in the past, and that includes the cop thing. Anyway, uh, Love James just really want him to get his head right on this one. <laughs> um, so I, he, he's just as likely to vote for it as against it on, on Tuesday. And then there will be the emergency vote, which makes it go into effect right away so that they can get it to the election board in time to have it on the date that they want. Now, that could fail because it needs seven votes to pass. Simple majority will not pass. It needs seven votes. Um, and I know two counselors who will vote against that resolution and against the emergency proposal for the resolution. If three counselors vote against the emergency proposal for the resolution, they will have to come back probably within days that there will be another meeting scheduled just to hold a vote on that um, to get it on. And that one will not require seven uh, votes, so it will pass provided they get a quorum can't say that I think a lot of the city councilors give a lot, give too much of a shit about showing up when it's not the required time. Hell, most of them don't really feel like they need to show up when it's in theory required, right? So I, why bother? But Tuesday we'll be talking about that quite a bit. I think it'll be really worth your time to check out that meeting. Um, I'll be covering it, of course, in real time on Twitter or X, as three people are calling it these days. Um, you know where to find me on there. That's at OKC underscore S-P-A-N. Uh, and uh, you can also, on that Twitter account, find a tweet with a link to my Patreon and my Venmo and Cash App tags because I am poor. I do not make much money doing any of this, so... Um, you wanted to help mitigate that situation, <laughs> I'd encourage you to do it. So, um, yeah, Tuesday, you'll want to pay attention to the meeting. Tuesday night, the 26th of September, is the next OKC Span Live event upstairs at Pony Boy. We will be talking about the arena. We'll probably talk about some other stuff, but my guest this week will be my friend Michael. Uh, Michael Kimball used to work for the city in the public information office. Before that, he was a journalist with the Oklahoman. Uh, this is a guy who knows a whole lot. Now he has a job totally unrelated to those things, and I hope that that has brought him a lot of joy and peace in his life, being out of those situations. But uh, uh, he knows a great deal about how things actually work at the city not just how things work in the sense of what the process is supposed to be, but how things actually work, who talks to who, who doesn't talk, things like that. So he's going to come and share some insight. He's also, I'm just going to throw this out there for anybody, any naysayer. This dude is a huge fan of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, it's legit. He likes his wife and kid better, but, and he likes the city of Albuquerque better. Apart from that, I'm not sure he likes anything better than he likes the Thunder. So, uh, as a guy who doesn't, I mean, it's not like he doesn't care about the outcome of this. He's not just being a, a reactionary, uh, he's not being a naysayer. He's just 
legitimate insights from from a fan. So I think that will be a really good conversation. I hope you will come to that. Also, I hope that you will come to that because I don't think I'm going to do them anymore. Honestly, the live events do not pay off. Uh, They may pay off for some of the people who come to get that sense of community. And I love that. I want that to continue. But I'm not going to do it. I, honestly, I don't have the time or the energy or the patience in my life to do that much work at cost to me. Like, I don't get paid for that. Apparently, it doesn't encourage more people to to become, like, uh, patrons. Uh, so if it's not driving up membership and I'm not getting many audiences, if it's just about a sense of community, I ain't getting it. Uh, so if it's an important part of it for you, I appreciate that and I respect it and I really encourage you to... Keep it going. Take that on yourself. I, I've got other work to do. If you've got the time to put that thing together, ask me how and I'll help you. I'll even let you use the brand if you want to agree to certain parameters. You can keep doing OKC Span Live. Uh, but I'm just not, I just don't think I'm going to do it anymore. It costs me money every month and I don't have any to spare. So um, if it was out back of my apartment, and didn't require like four hours out of the out of my home to go to it, I, maybe. But you know what? Honestly, I would have skipped the last few times too. I don't, I don't feel like going out. <laughs> so if you just don't, and it's been summertime. Maybe that's a mitigating factor. Maybe people have kids and it's summer. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what normal life is like for people uh, who have families and regular jobs and shit. I don't. I don't know what the middle class is like it's not it's not part of my ongoing experience so uh if it's really important to you let me know uh maybe we can keep it going i, I just i'm gonna need more than 10, 10 people a month to show up for it to be worth the venue having me there and honestly it's just worth my time i love the people who come to this i don't know not all of them i don't know everybody but the ones I know who come to this regularly are all people I really delight in. But, shit, we can talk on the phone. Man, y'all can meet me at Vanessa House for that matter. It's, it's, right, it's really close to my apartment. I'll walk down there, watch you drink a beer while y'all talk. That's fine. But I don't know that I'm going to take up Pony Boy's space one night a month, make somebody work that night uh, for peanuts. Because even... Even though I know the people who come to hang out with me are good people who tip. I'm ten people tipping off two drinks each. Ain't that much money. Um, not that my crowd drinks two drinks. Come on. You people. You people. I used to drink. <laughs> I used to drink a lot. Um, but not anymore. So anyway... Hope you'll come out for that Tuesday night. Might be the last one. Definitely be the last one for a while. Um, yeah, I haven't booked next month and I don't, don't know if I'm going to. So, okay, y'all, uh, that's it for this week. I say that's it. That's actually 40 minutes of me just sitting in an increasingly hot car. Going to get out and walk around now. Um, um, love and joy unto you and to you, your wassail too. Remember that you are precious in my sight. Now, go do good. Love you. Goodbye.